Thank you for tuning in to Goblin Comic. I'm Brian Coppin. We're the comic Lena Kirshengold. Lena Kirshengold, how the hell are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. We follow her everywhere. Lena Kirshengold um, on Instagram. And you also have uh, lenakirshengold.com where she has a strong acting, comedy writing, and voiceover resume. But also L Kirsch. I don't know how the hell you got that handle, but it's because you're hilarious. Al Kirsch on Twitter. <laughs> that is true. It's uh, partly an old high school nickname. Yes. Do they call you Al Kirsch? Al Kirsch? Or do they just call you Kirsch? Just Kirsch. Kirsch. Um, which is, you know, shorter than Kirschingle. <laughs> the, the Kirsch. I think I had, I had a, a male stand-up comedian from New York City that we called uh, Kirsch. And so I think we'll have to do a stand-up off at some point. We'll meet in the middle somewhere like the Midwest. Like that's where you're from. But <laughs> real quick, you know, before we talk about all topics Midwestern, because I'm from Illinois too, um, are you able to talk about what you're excited about? What's coming out pretty soon? What's coming out in the next couple of weeks that you're excited about? Yeah, um, you know, I'm part of a, a sketch writing group, Deadline Junkies. Uh, I'll have a sketch come out this Friday. and. Um, after that, it's just um, some different acting credit stuff. Uh, you know, it's slow rolling. Like you shoot it months and months before and you just kind of wait and you're like, especially, you know, these times. So um, I have a small part in a miniseries, Gaslit, about Beyond Stars, about the whole Watergate thing. And it's about well Watergate? As, yeah, it's a recap, but from the female perspective of all the different players in that world. Wow. Um, so who are the yeah. female? Who are the females prominent in Watergate? You're gonna have to enlighten me. Oh boy, I can tell you the actresses' names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or as far as your parts, you know, what what kind of part did you play? You know, that was uh, relevant to Watergate. Uh, I was just, you know, one of those uh, side folk, one of the many reporters. But it was, okay. it was very well, cool. cool. I mean, yeah, I suppose it was covered by females like like crazy. But I just remember a lot, you know, it was what Nixon administration. He was staffed with mainly dudes, mainly just fucking uh, criminal white dudes, right? And so, like, you know, as far as women in that scene, I mean, I suppose they could have, yeah, I don't, you know, it's cool that there's reporters there. But who else? Were, were there investigators or whoever oh, who were women? You know, it was a lot of, I guess, the people that kind of got left in the, the wayside, like the women okay. attached to these men who, you know, wives and um, like their story in it. And they actually played kind of prominent parts of like either pushing information or trying to, you know, support their man or whatever as he's falling oh, that's apart. Cool. That's yeah. cool. You're like, you know, deep throat. You're like, you know, it's his wife who's like, yeah, <laughs> go forward, you asshole. <laughs> and so we forget <laughs> about her because she didn't make history. But really, she was the one who like exposed the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still new twists and old stuff, so. You're Deadline Junkies, and so that's Kirsten Porter, right? Are you in Skid yeah. DJs? What is that? Ske sketches with a D and a J in the middle? Sketches, yeah. Sketches. <laughs> I think I've stopped so, pronouncing the word sketches properly because of that, but yeah, sketches. <laughs> sketches. And then, I mean, have, have you found that, like, Kirsten Porter, it kind of keeps you more productive having those deadlines? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean... Like just doing the writing is one thing. You're like, okay, you have a collection of scripts of little shorts and things on your on your laptop, but you don't really have anything necessarily to show someone. So this is like, we write it, we produce it. It's all online stuff. So and particularly with the state of the world, we're kind of you know producing the things our, ourselves, and so casting and cutting and all sorts of things that not all of them are my strong suit. But when it's all over, I'm like, yay! Here's this thing I made. <laughs> have some product because yeah otherwise if you're waiting for stuff that other people have filmed and it takes them forever like you said it takes forever to to come out and you know it's not like everybody in the world is going to see every single thing you do so is it like it's almost you know in the meantime 
you know, we're waiting for the Kirsch. You know, we're we're waiting for content from the Kirsch. And if Kirsch isn't putting out stuff via Deadline Junkies or sketches or whatever, like we're you know, I think Ronnie Pascal, like he moved out to LA and I think he's doing a lot of successful acting. He's like, Oh, I just shot something real proud of that's coming out. And he was on the Kevin Kevin Hart lift comedian show and stuff like that where you make your guests laugh. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we're just we're just hungry for more Ronnie. We just we're just like Ronnie, <laughs> you seem real busy. And I know this thing is coming on a big channel sometime soon, but why don't you just, you know, release 4,000 hilarious things that you're doing yourself in the meantime, right? I mean, it does add up when you finally decide to post if you're like me, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I have been productive. You know, a little pat on the back. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And so Deadline Junkies kind of allows you to do that. And so are you kind of like, um, you know, so in addition to having all these scripts kind of just stacking up on your Google Drive or whatever, you're also kind of performing some of them? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I am also trying to actively do the actor writer thing and be like, all right, you made all this effort. Why don't you put yourself in there? You know, have a little screen tab yourself. Um, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And um, on, on the side, like this is big submission season for writers. And I have a couple of TV pilots that are sort of like, like, all right, try to brush them up, try to get them out. This is like, you know, Olympics time. Yeah. So like, you know, what, you know, I don't want to, you know, burn material. And of course, we're going to see this stuff all on ABC and NBC sometime soon. <laughs> but like, you know, what are the comedies, you know, what are the comedy pilots that you've written and didn't make it, but you really think has a future in some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of media? You're like, dude, that was that one idea that was really sticking in my brain and I'd love to do it somehow, but it just didn't get greenlit. Is there anything you can talk about without burning your current pilots? I mean, I can say, like, generally, the subject matter tends to be, um, well, featuring a, a lead Indian-American person. Don't know where that comes from. Yeah, but, wow. Uh, right, <laughs> random. So, yeah, random. I know this is an audio-only podcast. I have, I have no idea what you look like. <laughs> That's a fair point. The weird name doesn't give it away. But, well, uh, oh, I look on lenacurishingle.com, and, you know, I, I see what you look like. So, okay, I get it. Um, yes, yes. Um, I guess a lot of it, you know, I've been an actor for a long time, and I think I started... Um, particularly at a time when there weren't wasn't a lot of representation of my particular demographic, and it didn't you know make the journey that easy. Um, and I think it kind of dawned on me when I started writing a couple of years back. Uh, I got a diversity scholarship with Upright Citizens Brigade, and that just kind of opened up this world. Uh, technically, I have a film degree, but uh, I hadn't written in a long time. But you know, you start doing little sketches and start doing good things, and then oh, there's somebody who's like you know taking um, or teaching a sitcom class. I'm like, all right, you know, and I think I've realized I'm writing things basically that I might have been auditioning for like 10 years ago. That would have been ideal. Um, Kind of, you know, quirky Indian American girl or person who's like trying to like, you know, find success, but, you know, countered with everything she's dealing with. Just, yeah. um, Yeah, There's a couple couple Indian American females who come to mind who are in comedy or at least, you know, uh, performance. There is a there is a Sonia Gavankar who went to my high school and she ended up doing a lot of cool stuff in Hollywood. So that was cool. And I think she had rich parents. I think (laughs) she actually had a health. Like her dad was a doctor. So we had a helipad where Charleston Heston could fly in. And this is in Joliet, Illinois. We're just like, ah, well, you know, she, she didn't do it on her own merits, but I think she probably did. Uh, but also, uh, so like Mindy Kaling was another one. Is she Indian American? And, you know, if you had to kind of you know, contrast her style with that of your own, and for a stupid white man like me, I'm just like, yeah, I've only seen Mindy Kaling and Sonia Gavankar. Like, um, you know, if you had to kind of contrast, you know, your pilots coming out that would have been, you know, you were writing for yourself 20 years ago. How would that character contrast with the stuff we've seen from Mindy Kaling? I think, is that her name? 
you don't yes, you might not yes. know um, i don't want to presume that you know me Kaylee. <laughs> oh we all worship you know um <laughs> she is definitely <laughs> yeah i love ryan howard so, yeah i mean her and ryan howard are always the best couple <laughs> or was it bj novak uh, or whatever his name is yeah bj novak bj novak yeah um well you know i think there's a bit of like a, a dramedy aspect too i think because um maybe because it's taking me a little longer perhaps to find that success or you know whatnot the drive that is pushing you uh i think there's you know a little bit more of the internal like questions that come up and um so i think it's both like internal exploration as well as like quirky neurotic person which i think uh, mindy killing stuff definitely has her own like you know i think particular twist with like romantic you know pursuit and all this stuff but her characters seem a little bit more grounded like doctor you know, at least some aspect of their lives are figured out. I think, I don't know what it says about me, but um, I that's, think that's funny. Yeah, Mindy Kaling, her, at least her character on The Office was not grounded at all. I suppose, I suppose she was a customer service representative of some repute, but yeah, I suppose she was a doctor in another oh, one. And that was another one of yeah. our topics, the whole mind body stuff. And because you mentioned, you know, the dramedy and the internal stuff, kind of what, you know, you know, what about your inner monologue that has kind of, you know, is there any, you know, self-doubt that crept in at any point, you know, before you, before you started just churning out quality content via, you know, deadline junkies and, and sketches and stuff like that. Like, was there any, you know, self-doubt when it came to, well, it's taking me longer than it took me to Kaylee. Well, I mean, I think any artist can definitely say, you know, it's like every three months you're reevaluating, like, is my mother right? Like, how did I get here? Uh, <laughs> every three months, get the call from your mom. <laughs> Yeah, maybe she's right. Three months ago, she called me. She's going to call me in two more days. Shit, maybe she's right. <laughs> I better figure out something fast, yeah. Um, oh, no, you're on competent comic. You're all good. You're on the guild path now. <laughs> I'll let her know. <laughs> I'm, uh, in all seriousness, Mother, there's this guy called Brian Coppin. He does this. I was on Cop with Comic, which means I'm totally comic, and you should see me as such. And she's like, dude, I have no, I have no idea who the fuck that is, but you do you, girl. <laughs> You know, it is sometimes small little things. Like I had a small part in this upcoming film. Uh, it's called The Year Between. And, um, you know, there's like some notable names in there, like Steve Buscemi. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember showing a picture and she was just like, I recognize that face. Good. I was like, yes, finally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love that because there must be a moment of trepidation, you know, after you cast and and you know before you know before you show it to your mom you're like dude i really hope she knows who this guy is let me bring the picture i'm really dreading the <laughs> next words coming out of her mouth which is i have no idea who that is but how is that guy a famous actor <laughs> uh, i think i'm used to the, the usual like mm, i'm unimpressed but uh <laughs> she tries she does that's so um, funny you're like well i could have just been a doctor first to impress her but then it's just like what's the next thing it's like now you have to have 10 kids like but also then you have all this debt and you can't really pursue comedy if you have just well unlike if you're going to if you care about your credit score and you care about buying a house one day you know debt is kind of important and um if you had been a doctor to impress your mother first you think it would be a crushing debt load right now and you wouldn't be able to do comedy you know it's it's a catch-22 like a or b yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the inner monologue you know so i mean you know what did my mom think about this or whatever like yeah what kind of um how would that you know, I said self-doubt. That was just one example. But if there's anything, you know, yeah. in the mind-body stuff we were talking about pre-pod, kind of what can you speak about, about the rich internal life of uh, Lena Kirishinga? Say it for me. I had it. Kirishinga. Kirishinga. Bam. The Kirish. That's, yeah, it helps, it helps <laughs> That's you it. say it. The Kirish. Uh, Lena Kirishinga. 
um, you know, the rich inner life that kind of, you know, she can talk about on stage? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I do enjoy, I think, like my body stuff and just kind of uh, self-care things. I think I do sometimes skip that in my pursuit of like, you know, this never-ending, you know, uh, career. So, I, I mean, even over like the pandemic period, I had some health stuff kind of pop up. And then also you're over like your your laptop, like crouched over like 24-7. And finally, I ended up going to like a holistic um like Chinese medicine person and uh he convinced me and I'm glad uh to do some like Tai Chi take a course with him and Qigong and like I've done yoga in the past but uh like this was at first it was like oh this is kind of like dance you know <laughs> like you follow the movements and yeah. then it gets far more complex and you're like oh how do I move again uh <laughs> Because I experienced that on the way over here. It's just like, what? Why are people getting so tired of things? Like, I even see that during sex where people are getting all tired. And you're like, why are they getting tired for? They're just laying down. And I'm just like, oh, because you're holding your body in weird ways. And I was on, I was, I was that way on the way here. Was I was trudging through snow. I was like, why am I so fucking tired right now? It's like, oh, because I have to lift my feet farther to get through the snowbank, and I have to push off more. And and I guess I guess what I'm saying is like Tai Chi as opposed to dance would seem to be a little bit more difficult because then isn't it using your body's weight to kind of you know add some muscle too? I mean that, there's definitely yeah. Um, oh, that's yoga. Like too, isolated right? Yoga's doing that too. Muscles. Uh, that too. That's true. Um, although yoga, you do get to kind of be planted. Like at least most of your feet are, and arms are on the ground <laughs> or upward. Um, but I was it was definitely uh, interesting. I like all the energy talk and. You know, I mean, a lot of it, I think eventually, like Western science will do some study or whatever and pick up on stuff like meditation and all that. But like, you know, I was just, it's funny, like, you know, your body during a kind of chaotic time and stuff, like all sorts of things manifest, like your stomach is all kind of like all mixed up and whatnot. And you would just talk about things that were, you know, kind of like out there for most people, but just like, oh, you know, like the energy, like in your pit of your stomach, if you focus on that and and all these things and um you know you just be like oh hey your kidney energy is kind of low and i'm just like huh <laughs> how do you know this about me yeah how do i um, then gain that and then have it destroyed the minute i go to like an open mic or something because like you can have as great <laughs> personal energy as you want you might attract the right people to you you know so it means you know deadline junkies you're, you're getting productive people and you're drawing them to you but it's like i imagine you know, in comedy, especially if you don't get a laugh, it could be kind of crushing and really fuck up with, mess with that positive energy you've been developing. Yeah, I mean, I now I just feel like we're doing some other kind of podcast, but I also like tapping. Uh, it's called EFT. Uh, it's like emotional freedom technique where you just kind of like, almost like you tap on the acupuncture points, like mm. on different meridians of your body. So it's sort of like a, you know, DIY kind of version of it. Um, okay. So you do that on your, on your own body, like you tap on things? Yeah, like you can totally Google videos. It's, um, just like, like these different hammers and stuff. Like, what do you tap? Well, sorry, what? what do you tap on your body part with, like your knee or something? Like, oh, just like your your fingertips. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I was thinking acupuncture or something like that. I don't know what they use to kind of drive the drive the pins in, but that's cool. And so you, <laughs> but then I mean, are you, you know, do you see any humor in it such that you can bring it on stage? I know you're bringing the positive energy on stage. Um, well, it definitely releases all the bad juju from prior shows and gigs and things. You're like, all right, reset. <laughs> Cry for a moment if you have to, reset. 
That was bad, GG, man. And I mean, is there any threat? Like, you know, yeah, there's some people with, uh, you know, there's some, I think I had a girl, ex, ex Chica, who was, I don't know, Riquet, or that's like energy, whatever. And she was like, yeah, man, you got some bad juju. And I'm like, ah, oh, wow. But like, was there any threat of that back at Columbia College, you know, where you were like, you know, is there a through line when it comes to kind of, um, you know, embracing some some real novel, but potentially helpful, you know, holistic medicine things that, uh, that you know, coming up in Illinois that you embraced when you were younger? You know, I wish I had found a lot of those things a lot earlier. Yeah. <laughs> All the bad because think... you get, you know, you get rejected and, you know, people get rejected in, of course you don't, but, but people get rejected <laughs> in auditions all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, that is definitely part of the game. You, uh, I mean, I counted, I think, uh, just, you know, self-tape auditions in one of the prior years. And I was like, I think, well, at the beginning of the pandemic, I'd say, like, I still had like 40 auditions I had submitted out there into the world. And most of the time you don't hear back and you're just like, that's a lot of job interviews to be like, all right, let me pick up and go at it again. So once you added it up, do you feel good? You're like, look at me. I mean, because they're self-taped, do you feel a little bit less personal about the rejection? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if you ever had to do a self-tape, I think any actor out there would be like, mm, I would take those 10 minutes of rejection any day than those five hours of trying to tape yourself. Uh... <laughs> and it's like, it is a blessing in a lot of ways. You know, it's on your own time now. You can have more flexibility. But uh, I mean, you're, it's like you're time. balancing things and books and hoping light doesn't fall on your head like. <laughs> i think i saw that I'm at, I'm at a we work and they have little rooms and i think the other day i saw somebody uh self-filming with his little helper there and, and so hopefully you've had some little helper uh, some little helpers along the way but i mean you just you're just on to huge things and when, when can we expect the big time thing coming out like you have a sketch coming out for deadline junkies this week yes yes so it'd be friday um, so it'd be uh february 4th yes Yes, okay. that's, that's it. <laughs> and is Kirsten Porter uh, in it, or just one of the other wonderful colleagues from Deadline Junkies? This is my other wonderful colleagues. And, okay. you know, if I can gear myself up myself, or I'm going to find another actor quickly to do this so I can edit it all together and put it yes. out into the world. Yes. And I mean, do, do you like to, I mean, you know, because you, you can also self film just solo stuff, meaning, you know, just a, a Lena Kershingle uh, special where it's just you. But I mean, in choosing to kind of, uh, uh, yoke yourself to fellow comedians who might have 4,000 other things going on. Do you notice it's frustrating when you try to, oh, shit, I need another actor. This is supposed to come out on Friday. Um, you know, does it ever have you being like, man, why, why don't I just fucking do this myself? I think uh, I have earlier on, and I broke my boyfriend into somehow playing a part. And, yeah, you know, there you go. <laughs> as long as it gets done, it's, yeah. it's fine. Um, yeah, well, that's cool. But that's it's cool. like, I mean, like, I so it's. Like back in the day with Columbia College and stuff, were you noticing like you really were just relying on other people to, you know, tell you yes or no all the time? I mean, was there any, you know, did you do short films back in uh, college that um, you were proud of? Or do you look back now and cringe? <laughs> well, thankfully, a lot of that's on actual film. Buried in a duffel bag somewhere. So no, has to see no. no, it's buried. <laughs> it buried it. Oh, it's okay, just hiding under dust. But um. oh no, no, nobody puts baby, nobody puts baby in a film can. Nobody puts Lena in a film can. Let me tell you. Well, <laughs> Whatever that inner monologue is, I don't think I want to know it now. <laughs> oh, I love that. As, well, I mean, she's living her life out loud. We're gonna see everything she does because it's gonna be just very public. 
successes and no failure because she lives her life on film. But um, <laughs> we're going to just watch the huge projects he's got coming out, especially along with Steve Buscemi. And of course, he's going to be on the next episode of Copland Comics. <laughs> so watch out for that. Like, watch out for that, people. And oh, yeah. Mom. <laughs> but um, we follow her everywhere. We're going to be retweeting all her funny stuff at L Kirsch because she used to be the Kirsch. But uh, LenaKirschingle.com and also LenaKirschingle Lena on Instagram. And so we're going to follow all her funny stuff there. So Lena Kirschingle, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's great fun. <laughs>